This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. He'd be that smooth cat you never see rolling with the clouds. One of the few from this town that's holding it down. He's your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, this week, it is going to get so much less weak. We're going to start off, we're going to start off with a bit of a sad tale, and then we're going to... We're gonna talk about some more fun stuff. Uh, I think, I think AB Silver is gonna gonna call in. I think we've been we've been playing phone tag with him, which is which is always a good way to spend your time. We're gonna talk about some movies. Gonna talk about this. Gonna talk about that. It's gonna be a super fun time. I gotta gotta tune here on the drive. I wanna play. Let me see if I can find it. All right, hold it now. Hit it. first job was working for Fred Rogers and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Everyone that comes from Pittsburgh that is still working professionally in media and film and TV started with Fred Rogers. <laughs> it's all about the money guys, man. It's all about the producers. <laughs> Free Show was remade. Day of the Dead was remade twice. Crazies now. <laughs> I think what's happening is that people are getting so completely frustrated and angry over the way things are being run. And I don't think zombies should run. So I think that's the wolf at the door right now. It's it's not just, uh, you know, the, the frustrated uh, post office worker anymore. It's like a big scale. <laughs> it was just grueling to do. And I just felt that, you know, it, the, the whole thing had just gotten too big. It was like had lost all connection to its roots, which was... Uh, you know, it's a little guerrilla film that we made as young filmmakers. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. From this moment on, this will be the moment. All right, we are back. And from this moment on, this right here, this moment you're in right now, this will be the moment. This is... This is the moment when everything is going to turn around from you. All those things you wanted to do, things you've been thinking you want to do and change about yourself. Maybe, maybe you want to get more exercise. Maybe you want to quit smoking. Maybe you want to, maybe you want to drink less. Maybe you want to watch less TV and ride your bike more. Maybe you want to give up sugar like your boy. Maybe, maybe you want to do whatever. Maybe you just want to have a more, more positive mental outlook from this moment on. This moment right here. This is the moment when it's all, when it's all going to turn around. You can do it. I know it's inside of you. That was that was DJ Iceberg 13's tribute to to the great George Romero that we played on last year's summer 
Summer Movie Awards. It's been it's been over over years since the great George Romero has passed off passed off the coil into God's arms and and we miss him. We miss him here at the at the IC Robots Radio Radio headquarters on the uh, Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. Kate, hey, I see you. I see you over there. How's it going? We we've been doing some good stuff with this Kate up here. It's working out great. I think. I think as as so far we we got um we got some sad news this week down there on uh on the Earth base, Santa Rosa, California. The one of the two remaining video stores in Santa Rosa, a store that goes by the name of Video Droid, will be closing its doors after after 34 years in, in the video game. I I go to Video Droid all the time. It's not my it's not my store of of choice. I go to I go to Joe Video. I don't know why. Well, there used to be a Joe Video near my house, and when they that one closed down, I I kept continuing on the, the with the second Joe video, but I do, I do go to Video Droid all the time. We, we used to me, me and the wife used to live in in the neighborhood by Video Droid, and when that was, that was the case. Video Droid was my my store of choice, and this was, this was during the heyday of the whole thing. So I was over at, I was over at Video Droid all the time. I'm not even kidding. Like every weekend, maybe one more time. I. I've always been a film buff, and Video Droid is and always has been an excellent, excellent video chain. At one time, they they had multiple stores in the region. If I if I recall correctly, I think at one point it was up to thirteen stores. But the the Santa Rosa locale is is the last of the of the great Video Droids, and I. I'm really sad to see it go. Video Droid has an excellent collection of out-of-print movies. They are they are that store that you want around you if you are a film buff. Because if you are looking for any movie, you can go there and they will have it. They they have just an amazing, excellent, excellent collection. And I, I feel as if I feel as if this is a loss for Santa Rosa as a whole. Establishments like like this, serve a community need, sure, there are a ton, a ton, a ton of movies that are streaming, and that is, that is awfully convenient to be able to watch just whatever from your house, but if you're looking for something a bit obscure, maybe something different, maybe, maybe something out of print, maybe something you haven't seen before, you, you don't have access to those on the, on the online, so places like the droid, serve to fill in these gaps in your in, in your film in your film watching they are they're very important also it's really important to get out of the house and go and talk to people and do stuff and video stores are a great place to just spend some time browsing spend some time chatting with the folks there about movies if that's you know if that's your thing i like movies i do like to go over there and chat with the clerks chat with the other guys that are there it's it's a terrific store. I was there a couple weeks ago. 2.0 wanted a copy of um, Maze Runner. For whatever reason, Maze Runner really, really touched her. She's into Maze Runner like crazy. And she wanted she wanted the latest Maze Runner on, on Blu-ray. And I said, well, let's go hit up Videodroid. And we'll see if they have a used copy. I, I like a used copy, dude. I feel like it's recycling. I feel like you get a bargain. 
and you get like the cool video store stickers on it. It's it's a win-win-win. So we went there and they had one and we bought that and I bought Detroit, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen that yet. That's the Kath- Catherine Bigelow's last movie. I haven't had the chance to watch the um, the Blu-ray yet either. I will. I'll get around to it. There's just been so many fun things. Fun things going on. I I read a nice article in our paper, our paper of note here in Santa Rosa, the the Press Democrat, where they they broke down some of the history of Video Droid. And I learned a few things I did not I did not know. Video Droid was founded by the dude who is brothers of one of the dudes who founded Netflix. He he got into Netflix early and he sold his portion and opened opened the company we now know as Redbox. To me, to me, that's wild. This guy owns a video droid. The brother owns Redbox. I I think that's just so wild. The the paper also said that the the brothers, when they were younger, had an idea for a VHS vending machine, much like much like a red box is now, but the the ability to take credit cards didn't exist yet in, in vending machine form. So they kind of shelved that idea and opened up the, the chain Videodroid. And and that was successful for for quite a long time. Like I said, they had stores all over the place. And then, then the one brother checked out to go and found Netflix. And the other brother stayed with Videodroid. And it's, it's just it's a wild, wild story today. Especially with like Netflix becoming... They're practically the biggest media company in in the universe, outside of Disney. You know, Disney Disney is everything, I guess. But uh, Video Droid is something too. I I like to go over there and pick up the Blu-rays, man. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be bummed out in in the future, the first time that I go by the famous Video Droid building and it's and it's empty. I eh, this is just. Such a shame the the town is losing a an institution. It's almost like there should be some kind of some kind of government backing for places that serve such a purpose as to as to bring out of print films to the community. But sadly, nothing like that exists. I guess I don't I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe there is some kind of landmark status deal for. For video stores, I I know not. We also we also got word that the the remaining blockbusters in Alaska are going to be shutting down. So that was a bummer too. But that is what it is. I I'm sad, pretty bummed out. Let's uh let's raise our our hands above our eyes and give a nice salute. And with sadness in my heart, I have to say, Video Droid, they reminisce over you. All right, we are back. We are back after after that sadness and during the uh, during the P Rock and CL Smooth break, I I got word from our, our our gal engineer Emily that she has AB Silver on the phone and that he wants to talk. So I'm going to I'm going to have her patch that through now. Hello, I see robots. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, hey, A.B., I, I can hear you loud and clear. There's a bit of static, but I, I, I can hear you just fine. That is great. 
It has been a while since we spoke. How are things with the family? Oh, you know, everything's going good. Uh, summer vacation, you know, so we're, uh, you know. That is great. Thank you for having me here. I wanted to talk with you about something very important. Have you been running the commercial for J-Coins? Yeah, I, I ran it, I ran it a, a couple times for you, but not, not last week. We are just about ready to release them to the world, so it is very important that you run it every week. The world needs to know about them. That is what we are paying you for, correct? Well, uh, you know, some real talk, uh, I heard, I heard from Emily that we, we haven't received payment for the, uh, the two ads that, that we have run yet. That is not my department. I am sure it is just an oversight. I will give your secretary. What was her name again? Dude, come on. Her name is Emily, and she's not my secretary. She's the producer of the show. Whatever it was, I will tell my assistant to fax her the number for the Space Pirates Accounting Department. I am sure the check is in the mail. Oh, that's cool. Do you do you remember where where you sent it? Because I'm up here a lot, but I I actually receive mail down on the on the Earth base in in, in California. Do you, do you know where where the check is headed? I do not. Listen, this is important. The J-Coins are almost printed up and we are getting ready to launch them. Yeah, that's what you've been saying. Play the spot at least three times an episode. At the start, in the middle and at the end. Did you say that you were having the J-Coins printed up? I thought this was like... I thought this was like internet money or something. I'm not really sure that's that's how it works i do not think that you understand it amigo i am an expert in the field you get the coins minted and that shows people that you are all about it what you get some you get some coins printed up like like arcade tokens and that shows people that you're bowdy bowdy what that's how they know the crypto is legit because you have enough money to print out the coins. It is quite expensive so by doing so, people know you are good for it. I, I don't, I don't know about that dude. I think that, that might be that you're actually making new money. I don't know, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's how it works. I think you're supposed to just like have the money. You, I, at any rate, you guys are the experts. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, I'm just gonna presume that, um, you know what you're doing. I, I actually, now that I have you here, I, I wanted to ask you about something. As you know, as you know, Johnny Five was just on the cover of Crypto Magazine, the world's leading magazine of cryptocurrency. It's weird. It's weird cryptocurrency has a print magazine, but at any rate, he was on the cover, and on there, there was a blurb about about going giraffe hunting with, with A.B. Silver. Dude, what's up with that? Why would you shoot a giraffe? You really went on for a while there. I wasn't sure you were going to give me a chance to talk. Sorry. I hunt giraffes for the thrill of it. I am a worldwide big game hunter. I thought you knew that. I... I did not... I did not know that. AB, I... I have nothing against hunting. I... I... I do have... I do have some beefs with trophy hunting. I... I don't... I don't know why you would want to go shoot a giraffe. A giraffe is such a marvelous... Marvelous beast with... With that long neck, they they look so odd. It's amazing. It's amazing they they even exist. What would what would be the purpose of shooting such a such a majestic, awesome creature like that, Ab? 
giraffes are quite aggressive, and are actually quite stupid looking in person. I would hardly call them marvelous. Why do I hunt them? Yeah, dude, why do you hunt giraffes? It seems, it seems super mean. Because their necks make terrific scarves once you hollow them out. Did you just say that their necks make great scarves once you hollow them out? That's... That's like the meanest thing I've ever heard in my life. It is just the rule of nature, my friend. Some of us are meant to wear the scarves and some of us are meant to have our necks turned into scarves. It's time for you to decide which one you want to be. Listen, I have to go run the commercial. Hello bags of mostly water. It is me. Hollywood celeb Johnny, 5 from the classic Hollywood movies, Short Circuit and Short Circuit number 2. I am here today to tell you about the latest hip thing. It is called cryptocurrency. I am sure you haven't heard of it. It is a money that is only on the internet and is very cool and cutting edge. While this may seem confusing, trust me it is really great and something you should come to believe in. My crypto is called Johnny Coins. It will sell at a starting point of $1 a coin but will be worth Slow it down. at least $1,000 by the end of the day. I promise. moment at the movies without Ebert, Cisco, or even that dude Roper, but you've got icy robots so that's something right. Announcing the commencement of the first purge. Our neighborhood is under siege. There's a lot of good people out there who we're going to have to protect. We're safe. And now, what do we do? We fight. We can't be out here. Stay strong. This will be a tradition we celebrate every year. The first purge. Rated R. I, uh, I fell behind on this one. Like I said, scheduling has been crazy around here on the on the Jupiter moon base and down there on the Earth base. So I, I fell behind on the purge, which felt weird because... I really like The Purge. It's a series I'm well into. I, I don't like the idea of a purge. I would never I would never partake. I would protest the purge. But um I I like to see the different stories that they have concocted involving the purge. If you don't know, The Purge is a it's a movie set in the future where in which the the ruling government, these guys called the New Founding Fathers, they they come up with this idea where in which for 12 hours straight, all laws will not even matter. Anything goes, including, including it up to, to murder. You can, you can do whatever you want. People go crazy. People go bananas. It's become in the world of the purge, an annual, an annual tradition type deal. I am assuming you guys all are familiar with the, with the concept of the, of the purge. I'm not, I'm not doing it justice. It's, it's one of my favorite movie series. I, I said that a second ago. I, I I don't know, man. I I dig it, and I was I was really looking forward to this one because this one was called The First Purge, and they were going to show you the origin story of the Purge, or 
or how the purge got got started i this was the story i had been wanting them to tell for a while because the first movie which stars ethan hawk the the purge has already been in effect for many many a years it's a it's a tradition by this point it's a ceremony by this point it is it is what it is and in the the movies that follows the situation was the same so i was i was very much interested to see how this how this craziness all all got jumping off so i'm just going to go ahead and tell you what happens at the very beginning cuz they they start right out and during the credits practically they they show you what's leading up in the world to the uh, the day of the purge the these guys the new founding fathers they their political party that jumps up that's even more right wing than the the ones we have now and they they get the support from the NRA which leads to them becoming the most powerful of all the all the parties they get in power they don't give power up they've been they've been ruling making the world a uh, a more uptight place all along as they go and then the this scientist the played by Marissa Tomei she comes up with this idea of maybe letting the purge happen as a way to let people get it out and plus it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens when when the the purge is in effect what they do is they they take Staten Island cuz Staten Island is like an isolated area and they they offer everybody who lives there $5,000 each to stay and go through a purge. They they say, we want to try it. We want to give it a shot. We'll give you $5,000 if you stay. They they give some people um, contact lenses with cameras so they can so they can supposedly, well, they can observe this supposed experiment. They they play it off like it's like a science experiment. Like let's let's see what what people do. I I can't even imagine the state of the world where in which they would block off Staten Island and let everybody everybody murder each other but that's what that's what they do and the the story goes from there the purge always has it has the story of what's going on as far as the the world to a degree but it also what it does is it isolates in on a particular group of people and it tells it tells their story in the first one it's Ethan Hawke Ethan Hawke is a home security salesman who who gets faced with the purge and one Frank Grillo is trying to survive. You might know Frank Grillo. He is in he was in Captain America Winter Soldier and I think the Civil War too. He's been in a few Marvel movies. He is he's crossbones. He's that guy who used to work for Shield. Now he's like a mercenary all on his own. He's the guy who who blows himself up. He he actually stars in two purge movies. In the in the next one he comes back as a security guard for a for a politician who's trying to get in office so that she can she can end the purge it's it's pretty cool the the lady who plays her is the um from lost i i forget her name was it penny i believe it was penny yes i think i think if i remember correctly she was penny on lost some of the some of the names from lost do kind of get mixed up not like the main characters like kate and jack and Locke and hurley and all those guys the the sort of more peripheral characters, the ones who, while they do play a big purpose, were not part of the original, original plane crash posse. You know, like I don't, I don't want to get into Lost. I, I like Lost. I started watching season one on Lost. I got, got some DVDs. Season one of Lost at the flea market. I think I actually got it to dig. 
It was like a dollar, and I, I saw it sitting there, and I'm like, I'm going to check this out. So I popped it in, and I, I'm liking it. I, I'm liking Lost. I only have season one. I've only watched like the first five or six episodes, but I'm digging it. I don't know. It's fun. Maybe maybe reconsider visiting some of the, the earlier episodes, but um, I really dug this movie. I I like a Purge movie. I'm just, I'm interested in these these tales. I think it, I think it opens up people to a lot of creative creative angles. They, they're going to be spinning the Purge off into a 10-issue episode, rather, miniseries on USA, and I, I think that's cool. That's like, you're going to get like two, maybe three Purge movie lengths, you know, out of this. 10 hours of, 10 hours of TV. I think that I read somewhere the, the story of that is going to be a, a dude's like a Marine, and he's returning from overseas, and he gets caught up in the Purge, and during the purge, some people are putting on a televised game show, and they they force him to run the gauntlet, as it as it were. I think that's I think that's what I read in in Entertainment Weekly. the The story of this one follows a it follows a few different people on Staten Island. There is a gal who's protesting the purge, and she gets caught she gets caught out there, and her and her brother try to survive. Her brother's like a wannabe. Like a wannabe block kid, like in on the wire, you know, he's like one of those, not quite a hopper. He's on the corner crew, but he's new. He's not all the way in yet. He's he's got that kind of character. And then there is there's like a drug dealer type. While while being like an evil guy, to some degree, he's also he's also like a Robin Hood to Staten Island. I, I was just talking away from the microphone. I was looking at something. If that if that sounded a bit off. I apologize for that. I, I've been facing the other way. I was looking at something. I got caught up in looking at it. There's something, some brewing over in the corner. I can't, I can't see what it is. This space flea thing has me getting off the chain, man. They are, they are all over the place. These things breed like crazy and they, you just gotta, you gotta stay alert. Gotta keep your head on a swiv when you're around so many, so many space fleas do. There's also space rats. Back Back to the the purge. This was fun. I think that if you are into the purge, definitely go see this. There's no reason at all not to see it. It continues to purge in a very purge like purge like condition. It has everything you want in a purge movie. It has murders. It has stabbings. It has it has scary masks. It has all that scary stuff that one would expect when going into a purge movie. As a matter of fact, this. This was something that, that I thought was interesting. The The character who plays the guy who is leading the Purge from the... He's the guy who's in charge of the operations base during the Purge for the for the new founding fathers. He is, as far as I can tell, I didn't look it up. I don't want to look it up. I don't care that much. I prefer I prefer to have it this way. He is played by... He's played by the guy on Seinfeld who George takes to... He takes to that uh, charity that he's formed, and while George wants him to say that he's an architect, he says that he is. He wants to be a city planner. He gets a scholarship. I, he gets the scholarship that he that he made with his wife when his wife passed away from looking those those envelopes. That kid, he he went to become a city planner, and he moved on, became part of the new founding fathers, and now now he's heading up the first purge. I I like to do that sometimes. I like to see somebody. And kind of maybe expand on how their origin story may lead them into another project that I'm seeing them that I'm seeing them in now. Let's uh 
Let's hop on over to the tomates. Let's uh, check this out. Right now on the tomates, they... The critics give it 53, which is rotten. The audience gives it 35 tomatoes, which is... Somehow that's liked it. 53 is a rotten with the, um... With the critics, but with the peeps, it is a liked it. I liked it. I thought it was fun. It... It plays really short. It doesn't... It doesn't have the running time here. It is rated R... Naturally, for strong, disturbing violence throughout pervasive language, some sexuality, and also drug use. It is in the horror genre, put out by Universal. The movie had a $18 million budget, and I, I saw somewhere it made like $74, $73 million in its opening weekend. So it's it's massively profitable, which leads me to think that there will be be another purge in the future. It stars Yelin Noel as uh, Dimitri Lex Scott Davis, Marissa Tomei is probably the biggest moo name in the in the movie, I think. I I don't know, man. If you're into the purge, you definitely want to check it out. I, I would like to see them expand the the purgeverse into other other realms of crime, maybe thievery. I had this idea, I'll I'll, I'll tell it to you really quick. Imagine imagine a cross between the purge and like Ocean's Eleven. Imagine like a Danny Ocean's archetype is getting the crew together, and they, on the day of the purge, are going to rob the casino because with no laws, they don't have to sneak. But the casino knows it's the purge. So they have even, they have even more intense, more violent, more scary security in a place than they, than they do their normal times. It's the purge. They know it's going to be nanas. They have, they have execution crews. They have moats full of piranhas. They have all this stuff, and the Danny Ocean crew is somehow gonna get there but there there is a twist lying therein once they get to the other side right the the owner the the Andy Garcia type who owns the casino he he uh he knows they're coming he suspects they're coming he's smart he has maybe he has a guy on the inside of the ocean's crew so he he lets them through he lets them in but once they get inside that's when he springs his trap and then they have to escape a super crazy purge gauntlet of some type because he doesn't have any rules either. He he was hoping they would pull something like this so he could wipe them out once and for all. That's that's the Purge movie I would make if somebody gave me the uh, I don't know the hands of the Purge. I wouldn't really make it. I think I think in just telling it now it's out there and that's good enough. Uh, on the good old fashioned Source Magazine Mike meter with one being a dud and five being an all time classic. I am I'm gonna give the Purge the first Purge a good solid three hey, mics. Mike. Three, Mike. I've been to the movies a few other times, and I, I haven't had the chance to review these movies. I don't even want to give them full reviews, but I, I just want to touch on it for a moment. So we're gonna we're gonna do a quick at the movies lightning round. Let me let me take a peek up here at at the list. I. I saw a movie called Hearts Beat Wild with Ron Offerman where he where he's a single dad that tries to form a form a band with his daughter. I thought it was cute. I gave it I gave it 3.5 mics. I I saw a movie called Leave No Trace which is about a about a homeless dad and a daughter who live who live out in the woods and try as they might they they can't seem to fit into the into the society that that we live in, I guess uh, the the society of the normies, and they 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 have a whole bunch of tra- travails. This was 
this one and the previous one were movies I saw over at the at the Artie Farty Theater over on on Summerfield Road. These are these are Artie Farty films, but I I like Leave No Trace. I'd give it a good solid three point five mics, and then. I saw the Mr. Rogers movie, Won't You Be My Neighbor, and I got to say, this movie was outstanding. I I should have reviewed it. I didn't, and now it's been out for a while, so it's kind of moving into the past, but this movie was, this movie was outstanding. If you've ever watched Mr. Rogers, if you have any interest at all in Fred Rogers as a, as a person, as an artist, this is, this is the movie for you. I thought it was I thought it was great. I am looking at the list. I saw a movie called Adrift, where Shailene Woodley gets gets lost at sea. I I thought it was okay. I saw this over at the three dollar theater. It was it was all right. I give it I give it three mics. I I apologize. I didn't say the mics for the Mister Rogers movie. I give that I give that four mics. It's one of the best movies I've seen so far so far this year, and I just. I just saw Skyscraper, the latest from The Rock. The The Rock is somebody who used to be, like, guaranteed slam dunk. He used to be like, oh, The Rock's in a movie? You want to go see. But sadly, those days are... Those days are slipping into the past. I didn't... I didn't think Skyscraper was all that great. It was fine, not too offensive in any way, not too long. It just wasn't, uh, wasn't one of The Rock's classic. I give that a... I don't know, 2.5 mics, or there you go. Just under three minutes, I caught you up on every other silly movie that I've seen in, like, the last month or so. You made it this far. It's time for the final segment. The Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. Alrighty, tidy whitey, we are back for the final segment of the show, the one in which, the one in which we talk about various things I may have, I may have picked up, or may have seen, or maybe some things I've done, and some Kate, thank you for that great segment intro, you, you are truly the best, and we appreciate what you do, yeah, I see you in there, hey, that's a friendly wave, you're, you're really picking things up around here, so, let me, uh, let me tell you a quick story about karma that happened happened to me about me getting me getting an instant karmic repayment. So me and the wife are driving back from McDonald's. We went over there to get um get some coffees and we're we're heading back and I, I'm looking at my phone. I'm I don't know. I think I think I was sending a Pokemon present, a Pokemon Go present to Ferg, my man Ferg from the Atari twenty six hundred uh, game by game podcast. Maybe Maybe I was sending one to Mighty Matt D. Maybe I was sending one to Sam the Nightcrawler. Maybe, maybe I was sending one to Ferg's wife, Sarah. We're Pokemon friends, too. It's, it's pretty fun. If you want to be Pokemon Go friends, just hit me up, dude. Send me your code, and I will definitely add you. But, um, we're, we're driving along, and she goes, was that a rabbit? And I go, what was that? What do you mean? And she goes, look. And I look up, and there's, like, some, like, ball of fuzz. Some small ball of fuzz writing, running rather, kind of in and out, zigzaggy through the, through the traffic, and I go, that's a dog, and I, I see the dog start to dart around, and people, people see it too, so, so they're stopping the car, but he's going, he's going in the direction of this, of this busy intersection, which has, it has so much traffic that if somebody slammed on the brakes, it could start, 
it could start a catastrophe if a dog runs out there it's it's definitely in in the danger zone so i i i freak out right i'm freaking out in my head i can see this dog meeting its final fate so the wife is stopped and i i go i'm getting out so i i jump out and i start i start trying to coax the dog to to come near me and i'm I'm in the middle of traffic. There are like cars stopped all over the place, but I, 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 I wanna, I wanna see this this dog gets get safe. I'll let me let me take a sidebar story here really quick. One time I may have told this before. But one time me and me and the wife were going down Highway 12, and I saw I saw a small dog running in traffic, and I said, I think you should pull over. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab that that dog, and she's like. It's too dangerous, and she kept going. And then, on the way home, I saw I saw the dog had met its dire end at the at the side of the road, and I was I was super heartbroken over that because I felt like I could have saved it. And I thought, if I see this again, I'm going to try to do something. So I I saw the dog darting around and it's darting around. So I'm I'm not chasing it. I'm trying to I'm trying to coax it. Dogs don't respond well, rather to to being chased, and I'm afraid it's going to run. It's going to run toward that intersection, but it's it's kind of going like in and out of between the cars and it's it's not really responding to my to my coaxing it was it's freaking out it's in the middle of the street it has no idea what's going on and there are more cars coming and it's like it's causing this like blockade of cars right and then finally this guy runs up and he's like that's my dog and he like he gives me the double pound on the chest like you know like much respect for trying to grab my dog and I I jumped back in the car and, you know, we headed home. I saw the guy had the dog in his arms. It was all safe. I want you to understand, I was not overreacting. It was a very perilous situation. This dog could have gotten squished. There were, there were cars everywhere. This was like a high traffic time. There were a lot of cars. If I didn't get a hold of it or this guy didn't come along, it very well could have got squished. All it takes is one person going too fast Luckily, everybody was paying attention at the time. That's that's something I'm thankful for. But we get home, you know, and I'm like lamping in the house. I've been watching Inception uh, on Blu-ray. I've been going through some of the special stuff over the over the past week, and I I, I popped that on, you know, and it, it was going on in the background. And we get a we get a knock at the door, and there dude, there's like a dude at the door, and he's like, "Hey, do uh do any of you guys know Icy Robots?" And he used you know used my government name, and the wife's like, "Oh yeah, he's." He's right over here. So I come over and he's like, hey, man, I I found your wallet. And I go, you found my wallet? He's like, yeah, here it is. And it was, it was in fact my wallet. He's like, I was, you know, I was walking my dog down the street and I saw, I saw it in the, in the gutter and I was right around the corner. So I I brought it over and I said, dude, big up, much love. And I, you know, give him a shake and I, I thank him again. He's like, yeah, you know, and it was, it was actually on my way home. So it was, was no big deal. And I, I quickly tell him the story about like the dog in the street and how I how I jumped out of the car and I told him like yeah dude I was just at McDouble's you know and I, I think that when I paid I didn't I didn't put my wallet back in my pocket I just kind of had it sitting on my lap and then I jumped out and the the wallet you know just flew out and he's like well here you go you know I'm glad you found it so it came immediately right back to me what what awesome karma see this story would have been awful if like and then I jumped out to save the dog and I. I lost my wallet, but no, it's the story of getting the wallet back. It's a a friendly tale. It never, never go wrong doing something nice. And I, I didn't want to see a dog get squished, man. It was, it was freaking me out. Ever, 
ever been in like a situation where it could have it could have gone bad and then you kind of you kind of start to dwell and what would have happened if it would gone bad I, I for always like that for a little while that's that's hard to get over but um I don't know things like that are also a little motivational when you start thinking about something bad that could have happened lets you know you got to do the more the more awesomer thing but uh what else is going on oh the uh, the space flea situation up here is it's starting to get a bit out of hand so we are we're going to be taken a week away from the station and we're going to flea bomb the the whole thing we got a whole we got a whole big crate full of uh pooptronics brand flea bombs and we're going to we're going to let those off and hopefully that's going to help out a bit uh, but we got to be away but don't worry I got something super fun I've been working on for a while. I have an all-new, all-fun episode of This Boring Life. In this one, I'm going to talk about food. It's fun. The The first segment is me talking about weird foods I used to eat when I was a kid, like fried bologna sandwiches and catfish and things like that. And then the middle part is like fast food memories. And there's some fun commercials in there, some things I, some things I really had fun talking about. And then at the end... I talk about foods I like to eat now. And you can see how truly boring my life is right now when I regale you of tales of turkey bacon and and of plain oatmeal. I I had a lot of fun with this one. We're gonna we're gonna get that next week. It's gonna be great. If you have any topic ideas for this boring life, hit me up. I I got a good one the other day. Somebody sent me a message and they said, Why don't you do one on bikes? And I started thinking, yeah, I I think I have a lot to say about bikes. Biking when I was a kid, biking biking as an adult. I, I still ride a bike. I love to ride a bike. I, I have one. I, I cruise all over the place. It's just, it's so much fun. It's so much fun for me to ride a bike. And it's nice exercise too. It's good. It's good all around. We have, we have a lot of hills around where I am. We're, we're like at the base of the, of the Rinkin Mountains in a lot of ways. And there's, there's a lot of up. So anytime you're riding a bike around here, you're getting, you're getting a pretty fair workout. There's a lot of, a lot of climbing. One time, one time they had the this bike race, the Tour de California, and it, for whatever reason, the route went right down Badger Road, which is right along the the next street over, where, this is the street where Oak Park used to be, this is where, when I talk of the fire, the big fire, that's, that's where it came down to, it came down to this road, right behind the middle school, near the Earth Base, well, they had this bike race, and it was going to come through town, and... One of the dudes competing was Lance Armstrong, and I, I was just sitting there, and I said, hey, Lance Armstrong's gonna ride down Badger Road in a little bit. Let's go look. So we we jammed over there. It was seriously like a 15-minute walk. We went over there, and I remember it was pouring rain at the time. It was it was raining hard, so we had hats on and stuff, and we, we went over there, and next thing you know, Lance Armstrong and a bunch of bike dudes fly by right down Badger Road. It was, it was crazy. They were going so fast. It's a, uh, it's not a big road by any stretch. When I go down it, it is, it is mad bumpy. I ride my bike down it all the time. It's mad bumpy with crazy potholes and they came down it faster than I've ever seen a car go down that road. I, it was, it was pretty scary when you see how fast like a professional bike dude really goes when a, when a jacked up on horse steroids Lance Armstrong flies by your house, you uh, you will feel the force many a mile away. It was something that was fun. Everybody had cowbells. We were handing out cowbells. We were like, we were shaking these cowbells as as Lance Armstrong went by. That was fun. 
And what's fun was it only took like a couple minutes. He was gone, and then we just, you know, we walked back home in the rain. It was maybe maybe the best time I've ever had over there on Badger. Badger is, uh, I believe it's north. It's north of us. What else is? What else is popping off? You know, oh, hey, I went to, um... I went to the Sebastopol flea market this past weekend. We went, we went to both. The Santa Rosa one was a bit on the dinky side and we didn't, we didn't find anything all that fun. I got a, I got a Toxic Avenger action figure. One of the, one of the older ones. I got that and I got a, I got a couple comics. I got a, a 12 cent issue of the Two Gun Kid. I like, I like Western comics. I kind of prefer the DC ones to the Marvel ones, but I, I was stoked on this. It only cost a dollar, but there was nothing really great. So we, we headed over to Sebastopol and we went, we went through there. And the fun thing at Sebastopol is honestly, the fun thing at Sebastopol is the snacks. And I, I've been watching people eat these, these things are like bags of Tostitos and they're, they're kind of held sideways and cut across the top. And I, I watched dudes eat something out of there with a spoon. It's like chips Chips and something else. In my head, it was probably like chips and like Wolf Brand chili in there. You know, something, something like that. Like a kind of like a, a chili taco salady, maybe kind of thing. I don't know. So I decided I was going to get one, and I, I went over there with the wife, and you know, the wife, the wife can uh, she can speak Espanol far better than me. So she's she's busting it out, and it turns out she knows the lady who runs the booth, and they're. They're chatting it up, and I have no idea what's going on. I have a little, a little idea, but not not a big one. And then she she gets to snack. It was it was only three dollars, which was which was kind of cool. And it was not at all what I thought it would be, but it was also crazy mad delicious. And if you see this, definitely give it a shot. It was it was the bag of Tostitos cut sideways. And inside of it was um was like jicama and cucumbers and some other stuff all all shredded up like shredded cabbage and then on top of it there was there was like a salsa sauce like a spicy sauce and like a lemon sauce and another that I did not recognize but it was it was terrific if you could get a bite on one on your on your spoon of like a chip some some zucchini some jicama and the sauce all in one bite it was terrific it was not at all what I expected but it was quite fantastic and dope. Really, really great. If you see that, give it a shot. I that was the best thing uh, that I got on the on the flea market circus this uh, this past week. I haven't I haven't gotten any action figures either. I I didn't go to um I didn't go to Target. It's it's not as much fun to toy hunt on the Target circuit as it was on the TRU circuit. I've said this a hundred times, but I. I'm far less inclined to go over to Target and look at Star Warses than I was to go to TRU and look at Star Warses. So I haven't, I haven't done that lately. I did buy a couple G.I. Joe parts that I, I think I already mentioned this. I got barbecues, barbecues, axe, and I got, um, that Dreadnought's backpack. I, I think the next guy I'm going to put together is Blowtorch, the, the, uh, G.I. Joe flamethrower guy, the one who has, like, the orange and yellow outfit. I need to get his mask, his backpack, and his gun. He has a gun with like a tube that attaches to the uh, backpack, like a you know flamethrower, flamethrower cord. I I want to get his pieces, but he's he's one of the dude that's kind of on the cusp of you could maybe just buy the whole figure complete for the same price it would be for the for the three pieces. So I don't know, I don't know about that. And then I got Mutt. The, uh, the G.I. Joe canine guy. Mutt comes with, 
He comes with his dog, Junkyard. I need to get Junkyard, Junkyard's leash, Mutt's gun, Mutt's billy club, and something else. It's a lot. He's another one that's like right on the cusp of maybe, maybe I should just order the, uh, the whole complete figure in that way. It's probably only going to cost like 15 bucks. I don't know. Those are, those are like the last two, maybe there might be a couple more, but not, not that many. The last two of the, uh, of the G.I. Joe Lucy figures that I have that I need to, uh, that I need to put pieces into. So I don't know where I'm going to go from here. I, I kind of am like a few pieces away in total with my, with my G.I. Joes. I need to get Scarlet. I need to get Snake Eyes, the G1 Scarlet Snake Eyes, the two Cobra Troopers, the officer and the soldier. And then I, then I pretty much have the 1982 set. That's a few of the, the more higher priced ones, but they're, they're just out there on eBay. It's just a matter, just a matter of getting them. And then I, I mostly want to get like the whole first 1982 and then like select pieces, figures and vehicles that I, that I knew I had. I'm not looking to get like everything. I just kind of want to get what I had and things also that I was into, things that I, I didn't have. Like, I always liked Dusty, the Desert Trooper. I liked how he had the, like, the fabric on the back of his helmet. But I never had him. I'd like to get him. I'd like to get a, like to get a few others. I don't have a ton of room on my shelves for big vehicles. But I, I'm always going to go for any box G.I. Joe things that I see. If I see them, like, at the, at a toy show or flea market, if they're, if they're a fair, reasonable price, I'm always going to go for, go for that. But I, I'm getting kind of near, like, the foreseeable end. I, I don't know where I'm going to go from here. I, it's hard to say. I, let's see, I got, um, I don't really want to get too deeply into Star Wars's more than, more than I am. I'm not going to look for, like, the old vintage ones all that much. I don't know. I, I don't want to get trapped into a, I don't want to get trapped into something that I, that I'm going to have to pay a fortune to get out of. I see robots. You have to go now. The space fleas are taking over the base. What do you mean the space fleas are taking over the base? They are everywhere. We have to release the flea bomb before. It is too late. You need to evacuate now. Like right now. Okay, let's let's get out of here. We 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 oh, we got to go get Ensign Kate. We can't lose another incident to those space fleas. Don't worry. Iceberg has placed her in the Callisto flyer. He is warming the ship up right now. I need to get you under immediately. It is going to jump off. Okay, okay, let me just let me just grab the, the, these GI Joes. I was working on Roadblock. I just finished him. Let me grab him. I just I just finished Spirit. Let me let me grab him. Let me let me get an MP3 player. Oh, jeez, I got I got this Wu Tang tape. Let me I gotta get some. Let me get those comics I was reading. No, let's go. You don't need any of that stuff. Hold on, the motion tracker is picking something up. 15 meters, 12 meters, 9 meters. 9 meters? There are a lot of them. 5 meters, 2 meters. 2 meters if they'd be in the room. It's reading right. Look, man. Well, then you're not reading it right. 1 meter. Oh my gosh, where, Emily, where are they? I, I, have, my, I have my laser dagger. Do you, you have your blaster? Let's, let's get on ready. They stopped moving. Get ready, let's, let's get ready. Get ready to react. Fire, fire! Oh, no, get it, come on, get it! Come on, 
Oh my gosh, Emily, that was that was crazy. Are you are you okay? Yeah, I am fine. Are you okay as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. I we're still recording. We gotta we gotta do the outro for the show. I uh, we we can save it really quick and get out of here. Just do the end part and let's get the flip out of here. There are more fleas on the move. All right. Uh, tune in next week for. For this boring life about food, it's going to be great. So until then, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off for Engineer Emily, for Iceberg, for Instant Kate, for everybody out there. Everybody out there in the known universe, this is the, this is a TRU number 162, where, the one where we got attacked by Space Flea. So, until next time, if you don't know, now you know. Let me, uh, let me just set off this smoke bomb, and I'm out of here. All right, talk soon. What does the L.E. stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. This has been I See Robots Radio Production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day half. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. KBHK TV 44, San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, Bay Area Cable 12.